calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy 1920s? New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover, and you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving god, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Follow along on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, and SoundCloud. Find us at Toddcast Podcast. Morning, Joel. Bob, how are you? Good, man. How are you? Doing good. Doing good. Right on. Right on. So, uh, Blue Jays minor league pitching coach. That has a pretty yeah. damn good ring to it, doesn't it? It's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. I have to pinch myself sometimes. Understanding like what I get to do on a daily basis is pretty cool and think as you continue to be on the uh in the organization like you you see some of these guys that are starting to move up and then you know in a couple years being in the big leagues and you get to be around them and and all that it's it's pretty cool and pretty exciting yeah no doubt and and talk to us about the uh um of course i'm i'm trying to find questions and stuff and interesting things (laughs) about you as i'm getting this thing ready but i go to your your linkedin and and like how good was that to and I, I would imagine bittersweet to post that you're you're leaving the Eagles on the same mm-hmm. note. Let me just mention that I'm going to be joining, you know, the Blue Jays. Like, how good was that post to make, man? Wow, it was cool. Yeah, it was uh, it was exciting because I think there's there was a path that I was thought I should go down um, with the the college coaching, and then when I kind of had a change of heart of maybe I don't want to be a head coach which I want to stay with the pitching stuff, but would like to see how far I could take this. And then, mm. you know, to have played and coached at the division three level. And that's all I ever really knew. And except for a couple of years at division two, um, mm. and then now to be with some of these guys and, and just professional athletes is, is pretty cool. Pretty, uh, pretty fortunate to be able to do that for sure. Yeah, dude. I mean, it's pretty, it's pretty incredible. And like, talk about maybe the hard work that it took to get there. Cause you've been coaching for a long, long time, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's a lot of lot of uh, studying stuff and trying to figure out. I actually was just telling some of our guys the other day when we were out here for early work about when we moved from Chicago to St. Louis last year, I found my first pitching manual that I ever wrote for my first year, and it was so bad. And so, <laughs> like, just, like, looking back on just, like, the things that I was teaching and, and, and everything, and now and now what we're doing is uh, it's incredible to how far the game has, you know, come and, and changed. Yeah. And, and like, when did you start playing ball? Like for me, I was a little kid. I played till about 12 or 13. And so till I realized, you know, girls basically <laughs> and music and stuff. Right. But like, when did you start? 
Uh, I started, so I think my parents actually lied and said I was four, but I was really three, oh. um, late birthday. So I uh, started then and, and always played, um, always played baseball. And then um, I was the type of kid, though, that like obviously baseball is my first love, but whatever season we were in is what sport I loved the most. Uh, I just remember as a kid, like, you know, in the, in the winter, I, I played hockey. Um, in the fall, I played football. And in the spring, I played baseball. And it, if it was the summertime, I wanted to focus only on baseball. If it was the fall, I wanted to play football. If it was the winter, all I wanted to do was play hockey. So I was kind of a kid that never really just, like, specialized in sport until college. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, just really just loved sports, loved everything about it. Um, but baseball definitely was was my first love. Yeah. And, and how old were you to think when, when you realized like, Hey, I'm going to go down this path. This is my baseball's my career. Like, I, I think I knew in high school, um, the, as a player, I wanted to play in college. Um, I, I, I felt like baseball was probably the best sport for me. And then I know like sophomore year of college, as I started to watch our head coach in, in, at North park, um, kind of do his daily thing. I was kind of like, man, this is kind of cool. Like I, I'd actually like to do this. And so, um, was a business major. I was going to get my degree in business anyway, um, but wanted to kind of go the coaching route. And so I started asking questions, paying attention to a lot more practice. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the other thing is like, I was really obsessed with the preparation for like a start or a game from the pitching side. Um, I mean, I obviously still love playing the game, but the preparation and just the things that we did during the week between starts or whatever, I was, I was kind of obsessed with like, how the routines that you can build. And so I kind of then was like, wow, this would be really cool if I could, you know, help other people do that. And and mm-hmm. so kind of the coaching uh, excitement kind of came from that. Yeah. And did you grow up, uh, I mean, I'd say like idolizing players, you know, for a lack of better words. I did. Um, Rick Ankiel was, was my, uh, was my idol. Obviously he had um, some issues with the, with the yips and being able to throw strikes, but, he was my first uh, first idol. Wore number sixty six for a really long time. Um, but um, you know, being born in Springfield, Illinois, like middle of the state, kind of in between the Cubs and the and the Cardinals. But we were so close to St. Louis. My dad had season tickets, so we were big Cardinal fans um, growing up. I remember going to games every year for four or five games every single year. So, um, but um, cool. that was fun. That was that was. Uh, you know, a lot of Cardinal players were, and obviously it was a really good time to be there, but um, idolized a lot of them. But, um, but yeah, so all, all pretty much all the Cardinal players from the early 2000s and, and late yeah. 90s. Um, but, but yeah. Yeah. And what is your first baseball memory? My first baseball memory is sliding and getting told not to slide uh, when I was four in T-ball. Um, I, that's one of the big things. Um, I remember is, is, um, I, I was the only one in baseball pants. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, that, that's kind of like my first memory in baseball is, is nice. doing that and having someone telling me to not to slide. Yeah. 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 And were you even born when the, the Jays in the early nineties were on a terror? Like with, with, I was Carter born in 89. And... Oh, okay. Yeah, so so you, you were around. But... Yeah. 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 So probably don't remember too much of it. But, but you, you've watched, um, you've gone back and oh, watched yeah, like highlights and shit, like Allroot and Gruber and like, oh yeah, they were just monsters, right? Like, what was yeah. it about that team, man? They were just insane. They were good. Yeah, I actually this spring training uh, got to be around Pat Henkin for a while, and he oh, was sweet. just talking about how 
those teams and how well they just gelled. And they're still trying to kind of replicate some of that stuff in our organization about, you know, how good of players they were, but also how great teammates they were. I think that's uh, that's a big thing within our organization. You can be a good player, but you also got to, you know, support your teammates and do all of that. So it's pretty cool to, to kind of see that work out um, at the minor league levels. Yeah, yeah. If you could put together, and you're going to be like, dude, really, if you could put together a team of current players, past players, who's making your roster? Uh, top pitchers are going to be Roy Holiday, Chris Carpenter. Yeah. Um, Adam Wainwright's probably in there somewhere. Um, Yadier Merlina behind the plate. Um, probably like a Brooks Robinson at third. Uh, Ozzy Smith at short. Um, second base. I, I really was a big fan of David Eckstein when he was with the Cardinals. Um, World Series MVP. Uh, first base, Albert Pools. And then the outfield, probably go like Jim Edmonds in center, King Griffey Jr. somewhere, and probably like Mike Trout. Yeah. Um, Holy crap. What does just... Mike Trout make again? He's like, what? Is, oh, is it, it's three, crazy. It's like 13 million a year or something like that? Or yeah. Yeah. It's a little bit more than that. I think it's like almost 30 million a year. Yeah. 30 crazy. Million. Holy shit. Yeah. Like, imagine to that. To play a game. To play like, a game. Dude, you know what? You're injured. Just sit out. You just made seven hundred thousand dollars. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> insane. Yep. Yeah, um, you, yeah. dude. I love one of your uh, one of your LinkedIn posts. I'm gonna read it here. Uh, good coaches with data and an understanding of how to apply it become great coaches. Technology doesn't replace coaches. It enhances their ability and maxes maximizes their time. Talk about the differences of of personal glorification when you play ball as a player versus you know now as a as a as a pitching coach. Yeah. I think there's some stuff that, you know, I, I, I tried to get into early. Um, and then you, you couldn't really find the answers because you didn't have the, the numbers behind what you were looking for. And so one of the big things when I became a coach is, you know, I, I wanted to be into the technology stuff and not just to spit numbers out um, to, to kids about, you know, pitch profiles or, you know, velos or whatever, spin rate, what all the, the catch words are, but is to use those to, to make them better. And I think what we've done here in Vancouver and at all the other affiliates with the Blue Jays, is we do a good job of, we have all the information behind us and, and we, we can look at all of it whenever we want. It's always at our fingertips, but it's how we take that information and digest it to the player. And so like, um, I think it's, it's a big thing about like, you know, being really quick with your words you know, we're not going to sit here for 15 minutes and discuss one one factor of the fastball, for example. Um, it's got to be really quick because the kids, you know, they they need information really quickly. And so, like, being a, I think some people, like in baseball, it's, it's a one side or the other. It's um, new school, I'm old school. The numbers are killing it, you know. They're, they're killing the, the originality of the game. But I think we can use both of them and kind of merge them together to help the players. And, and sometimes, you know, you see the numbers and they're great. You see the numbers, they're bad, but are you pitching well? Yeah. Well, that's fine right now. Like the, com the competition is going to take over the compete factor is going to take over and we can, we can worry about the numbers on another day. Um, and so like trying to bridge the gap of being a little bit old school, being a little bit new school. Mm -hmm. And, and did it taste better as a player or as a coach to get the wins? I would say both, but, there is some status. I think 
in the line of work that I'm doing now with the Blue Jays, like it's it's a satisfaction to watch these guys like continue to chase their dreams. You know, like as they they start to move up and and they they leave Vancouver to go to Double A. Like it's really cool to have those conversations and see how excited they are and like kind of live by. I, I I don't know. I always say like it's like a, I'm a helicopter dad living vicariously through all these guys and like yeah. it, it, you were gonna accomplish your dreams and and you know like. It's not about my dreams. It's about theirs. It's about totally. them, you know. So it's, it's pretty cool. It's, but, but I think it's, that's it's one of the things that piece, really... Like, you know, you watch it like, man, I showed him that. He knows that because yeah, of yeah. me. Like, that's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, um, yeah, I mean, and I think that's what kind of drives, you know, the minor league thing is, like, you know, we play so many games. That you're gone from home for seven months, but when you get that kid that, you know, whether he's a prospect or not, if you get him to double A, that, that, that fires you up and, and kind of keeps you recharged for the next one. And then it's, you know, who else can we get going? And, you know, and I think that's, the, you know, that's how it kind of works and, and you keep it interesting every day. Yeah, yeah. You ever been starstruck by a player? <laughs> Honestly, so we have we had a prospect here last year, really highly touted pitcher, and it was funny that you say that because like that was my biggest worry when I took the job is like, you know, I'm really going to show these guys like what I know and, and I, that I'm a good coach and everything like that. And so I'm sitting in the office um, last year here in Vancouver is Canada day. And this guy, this kid comes in and he's 19 years old and he's like, you know, can I ask you a question? I'm like, yeah. And he goes, well, I'm starting today. Can you walk me out to the bullpen? Cause I don't know how to say no to all these people that want my autograph. And that, that's when it hit me. It's like, they're just, they're kids, right? Like they make all this money, they do all that, but they're just, they're kids. And we, 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 people put them on a pedestal and that's great. Like they're great people. They're great role models. But at the end of the day, like when you're around them, like they're, they're just the 19, 20 year old kids and they like the, you know, they like to have fun. They're going to make mistakes. They're going to do stuff that, you know, you even look at your own kids and like, man, it's just a stupid mistake, you know, but, um, Yeah, so I think that's where it really hit me. It was like, man, these they're just people, you know, like they're normal people just like me and you. And yeah, they're really good at a game, but um that that that's been a really cool thing to see is like, you know, even the, the big leaguers in spring training, when they walk by you, they just say, Hey, how's it going? Like they don't ever just like yeah, they're just they're dudes. not too high above you. Yeah, they're just they're dudes yeah. playing a game. Yeah. Yeah. I got a little taste of that last night actually. I took my kid to the I uh, can't remember the name of the rink, but he plays uh, online, you know, hockey uh, when it's mm-hmm. not regular season. And uh, Bedard was playing last night, mm-hmm. so you know the the kids were just going absolutely. There had to be like a forty kid line to just see the see the guy, maybe get him to sign a cap or whatever. But yeah, you forget, like you know, especially like Bedard's like seventeen, mm-hmm. and they're on these pedestals and. But they're just people, man. They're just regular people. Yep. Like, yeah, yeah, for sure. Yep. Joel, let's, yep. let's get outside of baseball and what you're known for for a sec here. Okay. Um, what are you binge watching with the family? <laughs> oh, I will say this, that uh, Canadian Netflix is way better than the U.S. Netflix. Really? Um, yeah, yeah. So all, I mean, when I'm at home, it's, I don't know, we just finished Ozark last yeah. offseason. Um we Ted Lasso, like all kind of the big show. You, we watched all four seasons of You. Oh, I didn't um, get into that. Kind of creepy, man. Like, <laughs> I tried to get some of our other coaches on it, and they were like, after one season, like I can't do this anymore. It's just a little weird. But uh, yeah, 
uh i mean if the tv's on it's uh, the office just i just i can have that in the background and and just watch that over and over um so yeah i mean it's uh those are those are pretty much my only shows that i watch yeah do you get into the superhero movies are you a fan of the comic books and all that you know like i'm not really good with movies um you know when i'm at home it's always tv shows i got two daughters uh so i don't really have control of the tv too much um and so like just kind of you know watching whatever is on there but like we don't really get too much i mean we're mostly the disney movies you know with young kids and yeah, but yeah not not too much in the movies or anything like that yeah and what's the summer plans with the family uh they'll be here in two weeks they're gonna be in vancouver for 10 days and then uh they'll be back at the all-star break in july and then uh be home in september so yeah. uh, for for four months so yeah it's, it's not bad yeah they yeah. usually make more trips my wife is pregnant with our third so uh and she's due in september so it's like after july she probably can't uh, fly out too much so wow. um we're gonna yeah. make those two trips and then uh yeah i'll be home in september so have you, have you talked to anybody that has three kids by the way I have not. No, we have, we had two. And I asked my, my wife is like, always like, I want a big family. And I'm like, okay, well, you know, if you're cool with it, like, you know, we got, uh, I'll be gone for seven months. And she's like, Nope, I, I can do it. So she's a rock star. She's, she's awesome. She, she can take care of it all. Never complains. Um, she's awesome. She's yeah. really good. I've got a couple and I was tossing around the idea of a third and I have a few friends that have three and they're like, dude, like the step of one to two, think of that. The step of two to three is even worse because now there's not an extra parent to grab that third one. Right? Yeah. So he's like, yeah. Oh, this... yeah. So it looks like your life's going to be. Yeah. It's going to be, gonna be crazy, but it'll be, it'll be good. It'll, it'll be, be good, good, man. Yeah. I love kids too. Yeah. Uh, all right. Uh, I'm going to respect your time. I'll ask you a couple more and then we'll, uh, we'll wrap it up. What was the music like like in the in your house as a kid growing up? Uh, my dad was a lot of classic rock, um, you know, like just your your basic like Leonard Skinner, um, and then he kind of moved into more of like kind of a rockish jazz, like Steely Dan, Van mm. Morrison, like stuff like that. Um, I've I love music. I dabble in just about everything. We were actually just talking about this in the clubhouse the other day. Like if you're, you know, last day of life, like you want to listen to music, what are you listening to? And so like, um, I'm We're really big question, in, like, last the, day of life. Holy yeah. crap, man. Like, <laughs> really put it on the line here. Yeah. 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 Uh, so I, I'm big into like the red dirt country, um, kind of like Cody Johnson, um, Casey Donahue band, um, uh, Waylon Jennings, that kind of stuff. Like, Stuff that's not really on the radio. Yeah. Um, Zach Bryan, Tyler Childers, like that kind of stuff. Um, but at the same time, like it depends on what my mood is. Like if I'm working out, I can get into, you know, rap, rock, anything like that. Um, and then just, you know, yeah. So um, I like everything, but, you know, if I'm sitting down and not really, you know, moving and just need music, it's, it's usually like the kind of the country music. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And what was your first concert? Uh, Hooting the Blowfish on July 4th at the St. Louis uh, River Fest. Nice. And when was, when was yeah. that? Were they at the height of the That would have been. Or? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So that was probably late 90s or early 2000s. Yeah. Probably early 2000s. Like 2001, 2002. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, what do you, what do you uh, remember I didn't have a, 
you know, I don't remember too much. I know it was hot, um, but I was actually a fan of Hooting the Blowfish just mainly because my parents listened to him. And yeah. so I always heard him in the, in the car. Um, and so, yeah, I just remember, like, I didn't really comprehend, like, what a concert really was until we kind of got there and they played music or whatever. And so it was pretty cool. We just sat on the lawn and, and kind of listened, listened to the music. And then we yeah. always, uh, in Springfield, we always had the state, the Illinois State Fair, which is, I think, one of the third or fourth largest in the, in the country. And um, so big like country acts and, and musical acts would come and play every night. And so like I, I remember more of that, like being in high school, waiting for the track tickets where you're just pretty much getting in line and, you know, hopefully that you can get in and, and seeing like Luke Bryan. We, we saw Luke Bryan, Lady Annabellum, um, Joe Nichols, a um, couple other acts too. Like we just kind of. I remember doing a lot of that in high school and like in the summer, that, that was the end of the summer, you know, like you, you go to those concerts, the fair ends and then you're back in school. So uh, I remember doing a lot of that. And then just kind of when I living in Chicago, um, going to college and everything like that, the one I really remember. So Casey Donahue band is, is out of Texas and we went to a bar um, called Joe's bar on weed street, um, downtown Chicago. And we were sitting there and, they played my freshman year and we got in there and there was like 60 people in the place for the concert. And then we, they would come back every year. And so uh, we would go every year. And by the time I have senior year is completely packed, like just to see them kind of like continue to yeah. rise in popularity was pretty cool to see. So yeah, that's pretty cool. Uh, yeah. yeah. But doing a little bit more of that with the music, like, like kind of the smaller scenes. Um, I think, I think the last big one my wife and I went to was uh, cool. Like he played for three and a half hours, no opening act. Like it was unbelievable. So sorry, who was that? You cut out the church. Eric Church, yeah, uh, great performer. Yeah. Eh? Wow, yeah, that was when he was running that tour of like no opening act. Yeah, just like I'm gonna play, and he played for three and a half hours, and it was it was between a rock and a country concert. Like it was totally. great. Yeah, he's it great. Was awesome. Yeah, yeah. All right, last one. It's not a question. It's more of a story. Do okay. you have a near-death story where you're like, holy shit, could have just died there? <laughs> uh, so when I was 16, uh, I, was, I think it was Halloween night. I I mean, I'd had my license for, I don't know, like 20 days, maybe. Mm. Uh, it was raining. Thought I was going to be really cool off of a stop sign and go really fast turning. And hydroplane right into a tree mm. and so like i never really thought about it at the moment because i was mostly just scared of probably telling my parents but sure. uh that, yeah it could have been could have been way worse so oh, could have been uh, way worse dude yeah. Yeah, yeah 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 so yeah 16 days in with my license i had a total car and and so yeah learned my lesson on that um pretty fast pretty fast oh, yeah uh, same thing i didn't i didn't wreck my car or anything but the, but maybe 15 20 days into having my license i got uh Stop for speeding, going more than twice the posted legal limit. Almost lost my license right away. And knock wood, to this day, and I'm almost 50, I haven't had another speeding ticket since. That's awesome. That's I, got awesome. Some, I think it's just <laughs> lucky, I think, if anything. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. yeah. Joel, thank you, man, for, for taking some time out of your day today and, uh, and joining us. Um, so on Twitter, you're, is it Bonnet or Bonnet? Bonnet. Bonnet. So it's Joel Bonnet. 23 on Twitter mm -hmm. and then Joel underscore bonnet 37 on Instagram. Is that right? Yep. Yep. 
What, why the change in numbers? Uh, so I wore, I wore 23 as a coach uh, for most of my coaching career, but I wore 37 as a player. So oh, a I lot see. of my stuff that was that had it was 37. And then I've always had a number around. I think spring training, I was 33. I'm 20 here. So something around 23. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, yeah. Right yep. Well, thanks so. again for, uh, for joining us today. And uh, I guess we'll see you online. And go Jays! Subscribe on iTunes, YouTube, and Spotify at Toddcast Podcast. Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am extremely excited to invite you to Rachel Uncensored. It's my podcast where I sit down and get real with my friends and celebrity guests where we talk about all sorts of topics. And sometimes we might be under the influence when we do so. We cover things from personal stories to hot button issues. And it's the only place on the internet you can find an uncensored version of me. It's a side of me that you might not have seen before because it's not the most family or brand friendly. But don't worry, I'm still sort of slightly a decent human being. If you're intrigued, then make sure you check it out. New episodes drop every Wednesday. You can find it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored.